All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Investment Banking Insights, the only show dedicated to helping you learn both the technical and non-technical aspects of the investment banking process. My name is Alex Mason, and I am your grateful host today. Thank you so much for joining me, for listening, and taking a few minutes out of your day to spend some time with me talking about investment banking. And I'm excited because we're talking about leverage buyouts today. Yes, leverage buyouts. We've been going through this topic for some time now. And well, really, it hasn't even been that long. It just, you know, felt like that because we've gotten so many episodes out related to this topic in just the past week or so. And it's been great. Uh, we've been talking most recently about dividend recapitalizations. And this is a little bit of a a continuation from the last episode where we answer the question, what is a dividend recapitalization? And today's question is this, how would a dividend recapitalization impact the financial statements? So we know that a dividend recapitalization is when a company, typically a private equity firm, will go in, perform a leveraged buyout of another business, and then increase the debt on that business and then use that debt to cash out and create a special dividend for the shareholders. And so that's what a dividend recap is in a nutshell. If you want some more details, go back to the previous episode. But in order to understand how it impacts the financial statements, we have to go back and kind of put our accounting hat back on. If you remember all of those accounting episodes that we did a few months ago, those skills will certainly come in handy here. And we know that whenever we get a question about how something impacts the financial statements, we can approach it systematically and go through the financial statements one by one. That's something that's really helped me. I hope that that approach helps you because if you have a set process for how to approach these problems, it's just going to get easier and easier as opposed to kind of jumping around and then you're wondering, oh, did I forget something? You don't want to do that. You want to be systematic in your approach. You want to be clear and confident in your thought processes and then how you communicate your thoughts. And that's certainly going to come across in an interview and also in any other context as well. So let's go ahead and do that. Let's start with the income statements. The income statement, remember, records profit and loss for a business. And in a dividend recapitalization, we must remember the company increases its debt, pays out the money to shareholders. And when this happens, there's no profits or losses for the business, right? No profits or losses there. Nothing was sold. There were no goods or services sold. So the income statement is not affected. Moving on now, let's go to the cash flow statement. Now, operating cash is the first section. That section is not affected either because the business didn't do anything here related to the sale of its goods or services. Moving down to the investing cash flow section, this section too has no changes because there's no impact to the company's investments, its acquisitions, its divestments. Nothing's really changed here related to that. So we can go ahead and keep on moving. Now we make our way to the finance and cash flow section. Now, here's the, where the interesting things happen. We know that this part of the statement will be impacted because the dividend recap 
is a financial transaction. We're changing the structure of the business financially, and that is going to be affecting the financing cash flow section. So what happens? Well, the company borrowed some money. So new debt becomes a source of cash flow here. We're going to see that new debt show up here. And then the dividends are going to flow out as a use of cash. And the cash flows balance. So there's no net change in cash in this section of the statement. And then because the other parts of the statement were not affected, overall, there is no change in the cash flow either. So borrowed money and then paid out that same amount of money in dividends. That's what happens here in the cash flow statement. And then third, let's go to the balance sheet. What's going on with the balance sheet? Remember, there's three sections, assets, liabilities, and shareholders equity. Now, in the assets section, what happens here? Well, we know that the net change in cash was $0. So there's no change to this line item on the assets side of the balance sheet. And then we think about the rest of the assets section of the balance sheet. Nothing really changes here. Nothing really changes here. The cash that the company made via raising debt immediately went out as a dividend. So that's really the only thing that's affected as far as assets go. And so there's a no net change in assets and or any other uh, line item there on the asset side. Now, moving over to liabilities, the long-term debt here increases by the amounts that was borrowed. So we would see liabilities increase. And then remember here, the basic equation of accounting, assets equals liabilities plus shareholders equity assets equals liabilities plus shareholders equity. This is like our guiding light here with the balance sheet because the balance sheet needs to balance no matter what. And since assets didn't change and liabilities did change, we can solve for that third piece, right? Shareholders equity. We know that there must be an equal and opposite effect to shareholders equity relative to the liabilities. So shareholders' equity is going to decrease by the same amount that the liabilities go up. And that's it. Those are the effects of a dividend recapitalization on the three financial statements. I hope you enjoyed this episode. My name is Alex Mason, and you're listening to Investment Banking Insights. Tune in next time, and we'll keep on going with the technical prep. Have a great day.